Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. I love it when you call me senorita. You're the bad omen that caused this fiasco outside. <laughs> I know. I've just been singing senorita for the past, what, 10 minutes. And now past we hour. have this wedding party just blasting some suavemente <laughs> all night long. It, That's for, uh, for sure a Latino party. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Brian. Hey, it's Shanita. <laughs> <laughs> Shanita, I like that. <laughs> and you're listening to Fruit Snack. <laughs> 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 and you're listening to Fruit Okay, and you're listening to Fruit Yes, with the Hispanic tongue pop. <laughs> you guys, um, we are recording from downtown LA, um, but like we're on the 15th floor in the studio, and about 15 floors down, we got a huge uh, wedding party. We can only describe it as a Hispanic wedding party because. Hispanic it's music has been blasting. So, um, if you hear like a faint sound of some like Latina <laughs> Latina X vibes, yeah. enjoy it with us. Yeah. Or we apologize, but <laughs> we can't do anything about it now. It's funny because I already had my room switched once after I got here. We had to switch like, from one studio to the next. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because there were too many. Like you could hear the car straight through the window, and I was like, "That's weird." Because I was on fourteen. Yeah. And I was like, this is pretty high up to be hearing cars like that. And I was like, no, that's annoying. So then I called and this is where they put me. <laughs> they put you in Mexico. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. Roll it up now. So Shane, since we haven't seen each other for quite some time, let's get into this little fruit roll up. Mm. What's been going on, girl? Well, I'm saving 20% on my phone bill every month because I switched to T-Mobile. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, it worked. It, like, so the only person that I'm still on a plan with is my mom. Uh-huh. It used to be, like, a whole family thing, but whatever. Everybody just kind of got their own thing. Um, my mom and I are on one, and she called me randomly the other day and was like, I'm at T-Mobile. And I was like, I didn't realize you're doing this today. Because she had asked me before, like, if it wasn't Verizon, who would you, mm-hmm. like, go to next? And I've done a lot of, like, Caribbean flights recently and even thinking about being abroad i'm like t-mobile is the only one that i hear of most often because it's free international yeah you kind of get the whole package when it comes to t-mobile yeah like signing up even now you get like free text call data free international data and texting and you get like like, free wi-fi on a lot of carriers for planes yeah um yeah so switch to (laughs) t-mobile i can are you on? Is it T-Mobile One Plus or whatever? No, so they that it that's what it used to be, mm. and now it's some like it's something magenta is what mm. they call it, but it's basically that. So that's wait, what I'm gonna use your number every time I fly then. Yeah. to get free uh, Wi-Fi. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can I kill you. You can't decide when I can and cannot. I'll give you somebody else's number. Nope, I yep. got one. Nope. Thanks. <laughs> no, but like legit, I have like a list of like twelve numbers in my phone, so that's I can funny. keep punching in that free Wi-Fi. Are they other flight attendants? Um, no. Oh, okay. Just friends. Good, good, good. Yeah, good friends. You know, yeah. good, good, good friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that many good friends. That's true. There's, <laughs> that's all twelve of them. All. 12. <laughs> um. Was there anything else that's going on? Uh. No. Still enjoying your summer in New York. Yeah, that actually. Hot, humid, muggy bullshit. I well, you know what's funny? I didn't realize until recently how many 
not how many, that's not like mass amounts of people, but the number of people who I've told in New York that I don't have friends to. Because mm-hmm. every time I'm hanging out with one friend and they're like, what are you doing later? And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to go see. Th- I'm not kidding you. Every one of my friends now in New York has said, who are all these friends? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> back off for a second. Um, yeah, I'm like keeping myself occupied and busy and like taking the time to go out and do new things mm-hmm. um, and spend time with new people. It's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's always nice to make new connections. It is. You explore a little something new about yourself when you For meet sure. new people. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. With me, I don't even know what to unpack. I feel like I have so much. Well, the last that we heard about you was you started therapy. Mm-hmm. And? I quit that and got piercings. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, wait. What did you get pierced? I did get a piercing. My tragus. Ah. Oh, it's like so subtle. It's really subtle. I'm really into the subtleness, the subtleties of life. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I got my, I don't know why I decided to get my tragus pierced. Literally, I was with my friend. That's what Hodgin. I would get pierced if I got something pierced. I was with my friend Hodgin. We were, um, the, she was one of the ones that was on this episode or on our podcast. But the other day we were in Pasadena just kind of walking around and I was like, I kind of want to get a piercing. And she's like, oh my God, let's do it. And then we both got our tragus pierced. So did it hurt? Um, no. My cousin said when she got hers done, it she like felt a pop yeah she was like it It wasn't a lot of pain it was well just... i feel like this little tragus area is super thick and yeah. what is kind of like startling is that it's so close to your actual ear canal so you can oh, hear it so but weird. as far as like senses pain. like there's not a lot of um pressure or sure. uh, a lot of nerves in this yeah. area so i just it just is like a lot of pressure yeah good. but no it didn't hurt it was over in like 2.5 seconds and that's it good yeah i want to get the other one done so it's symmetrical but this party Wait, is really? downstairs. Yeah, I'm going to get both. Oh. Yeah. I've never seen that, I don't think. Really? I feel Two like most people piercings? who... Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say most, but I feel like a lot of times I, when I see it, it's in both ears. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Um, therapy has been good. I've been consistently on Prozac now, which I'd love to say uh, as yeah. a, like a funny joke. I saw this meme the other day that was like... Um, it said like baby boomers, and then it was like, Sharon, I think, goes to... Like, it's all, like, quiet, you know, like, hush, hush. And then um, it was, like, millennials. Oh, my God, my therapist told me today. (laughs) And I was like, that is so true. We're just so open about our mental health. But, yeah, yeah, I've been doing quite a few exercises in therapy. Uh, Wait, with the same woman? Yeah, with the same woman. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what I last said. But long story short, I'll just say these three key things. You know this is going to be not short. but um, (laughs) Brace yourselves. The first one is um she told me that i have no emotions okay (laughs) and i'm like okay duh yeah you're talking that's like saying jesus is a savior got it (laughs) mother Teresa's is nice awesome you know um but she was saying that like the problem with not the problem with me but what she's like noticed is that usually people who go to therapy want to put stuff in a jar to kind of contain it but she's like you're so contained because you're used to parenting yourself mm-hmm. at a very young age that you've had to have all your ducks in a row so right. now you forgot the the idea of like I don't think living because if you know me I'm a very vibrant living like person yeah. but I think in the sense of like emotions I'm kind of like disconnected because I always do its best rather than what I feel mm-hmm. is best like even if I don't want to do it if I know in the end it's like it's a logical decision I'm like fuck emotions yeah it's just she's trying to connect me back to that internal feeling of like yeah I feel like this is good when I'm like no and since I suppressed all of that so much I just stopped feeling some yeah. sometime along the way but um yeah 
that's pretty much it. Um, we played it in a sandbox during therapy. You played it in a sandbox? <laughs> yeah. Wait, like you got, it was a sandbox big enough for you to get in? No, it was just like, like a, okay. like for hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, there was a sandbox and then she had this like, I think I explained this to you. Like she has this bookshelf, like a seven foot tall bookshelf of figurines. I don't know. You didn't no, I didn't tell this. you this. Okay. No. So they're just a whole bunch of figurines, like random ass shit. Okay. And I always thought she was just quirky like that. Like she's kind of like weird. Not, I shouldn't say weird, but just kind of like, like, anime i would feel like she'd be into it do you okay. know what i mean yeah. so when, she, when i saw this i was like oh she's just trying to like make a yeah like decorate it the way she would want people to feel comfortable or kind of get insight but no that whole bookshelf is used in her therapy so she's like what i want you to do is go to the bookshelf and pick out whatever speaks to you mm. or whatever is going inside internally and you know yeah. my ass wants to show her that i'm like the best at picking out what is best <laughs> so i was like so what do you i don't understand what do you want me to pick out like what do you want me to think <laughs> what do you want me to think about when you're I pick so out? fucked up i know and she's like it doesn't matter. Just pick. <laughs> like, she's literally like, just stop talking and pick. And I was like, okay, noted. So then I'm up there like, what the fuck am I going to grab? Because I don't know. Trauma. So what I grabbed was this little plastic red thing that was the shape of fire, um, a toilet, and this little stick that had a star on the end that said, believe in magic. <laughs> yeah. And for whatever reason, that's what gravitated towards me. And then she's like, okay, now take it to the sandbox and place it however you want in the sandbox. That makes most sense to you. And I literally just like dropped it in the sandbox. I was like, okay, next. <laughs> like, let's go, girl. Bitch. Yeah, because, you know, I'm just like real. Like, what? Okay. You know? And so then she's like, okay, so why'd you pick the fire? And I was like, well, I think the fire kind of is like how you talk about the containment. What are you laughing at? I'm just thinking of like all the therapist memes that are out right now uh-huh. where it's like therapist. And what do we say when this happens? And you're like, and it's like me mood uh-huh. or like, uh, no, it's like showbiz yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, just... be like that sometime. <laughs> yeah. Therapist. And why did we pick that? Me? Because I'm lit. <laughs> Cause my life is lit. I'm, I'm magical and I'm the shit. <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> Could you imagine? My therapist would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to recommend yeah. you to Dr. Philip. Right. But real quick, I just picked the fire because yeah. I was like, I feel like, because the way it was shaped was kind of like, it looked like a wildfire. And I was like, I okay. feel like if we go too deep, I feel like these emotions are going to come up to where it's going to be kind of, it's going to make me crazy or like I can't contain it. And not in the sense of like, I'm going to be sad or like crazy emotional. Cause you know, that's not me, but more in the sense that there's going to be anger there or frustration. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be like lashing out. And I was like, I want to contain that. Um, and then I brought the toilet because I was like, I feel like I keep trying to get stuff from my past out of the way, but then I feel like somehow it keeps resurfacing. So I feel like it's almost like after I like finally like shit and unload, and I literally said this, I was like, after I like shit and it feels good to get it out of my body and try to flush it, it comes back up. Like there's a clog and I can't yeah. get rid of it. And it's just more of a problem than it was a release. And then she's like, okay. And then the magic stick, I was like, I don't feel like a lot of the stuff you're telling me is working because magic speaking like i don't get it you know like you keep telling me about this mental state and like trying to go to a happy place but i'm like that doesn't work for me i need like like i need to process stuff mentally logically like like even like because i was like for example like with my parents i made sense of it by saying like this is how just my parents are you know culturally my mom's this way my dad was raised this way so it makes sense so that's like concrete proof why we're in this situation but not like you'll be fine like just go coddle younger Brian. Like he mm-hmm. needs that support. Like I'm like nah, girl. You know. And but I don't think, you think something's working if you're still there. Um. Well, that's what we're going through because 
at the beginning of each session, she has me take a survey and it's like, how are we feeling today? And it's like, so, so not so well, whatever. Have we had suicidal thoughts? You know, do, does it feel like it's helping to talk? Do you feel like you're talking about things you want to blah, blah. And sometimes I'll like be honest and be like, no. And she'll ask me like, so why did you say that? And I'm like, well, it's not that I'm not talking about stuff I want to, but sometimes I feel like the stuff we talk about doesn't feel like it's helping. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like we're talking in circles. And I was like, maybe it's just like you telling me in a way that I'm not understanding right sure. where I was like I need apples but you're giving me bananas and yes like you are trying to help me by giving me bananas but I'm like I can't do anything with bananas I yeah. need apples I need watermelons and you're giving me pineapples exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. we yeah. both need watermelons or we both need pineapples but we can't be giving something that we can't receive you know <laughs> yeah and she's like no I like that analogy she's like I appreciate that so let's try to figure out a way we can be in the same lane and I was like yeah I'd appreciate that because I was telling her I was like it's not that I am upset with you, but I'm just being honest. Like sometimes I come in here a little bit frustrated because I, I'm like, I feel optimistic now, which is a different feeling that I haven't had, okay. but I feel frustrated because I'm like, where, where are we going? Like, what is this for? Which is kind of fitting for you because I feel like you really like to figure shit out. For sure. So if something's not working, I feel like in this sense, at least it's not working because it's just not a good fit. There's right. like, I feel that you maybe subconsciously or even consciously feel that there's a way out. There's a way to make it work. Right. And so now it's this like piece of right. a puzzle for you right. that you want right. to yeah. figure out. And I think a part of it is too, is like, I don't think she's trying to figure out how I should receive it. I'm just trying to figure out what she's trying to say to me. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I'm more actively doing that than the other way around, but I think it's still a good fit. And this um, wedding just turned into hood, hood wedding 3000. When they threw on old school Mariah Carey, bitch. I, I wish you guys lit, could hear this because it's like, it. blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. I'm about to open this window and be like, hey. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much that's all going on with me. For this fresh fruit, I thought it would be, well, I guess we both thought it would be very fun to talk about masculinity um, and kind of dissect that and see what we both think about the topic of masculinity. So um, the first question I want to ask you, Shane, is what is masculinity for you? Masculinity is something that I've always been scared of, which is odd to say because I'm also very much drawn to it. Mm. But when I think masculinity, I think of like pickup trucks and outside work and uh, I don't know dirt under people's fingernails mm -hmm. like I don't want to be a part of any of almost that almost like that like juvenile sense of tomboy where it's yeah. like oh you're just rugged and a little dirty yeah so boys I'm into boys you're into <laughs> for 100 <laughs> dirty boys yeah um, no it's just mas masculinity has always been this honestly sense of like straightness mm. to me mm -hmm. that's what i associate masculinity mm -hmm. with if i tried to relate the word to myself i think that the most that i've ever felt really masculine in a situation is when i partner with girls and dance mm. i love to make that dynamic happen sure um but in general yeah i just think it's something that I've tried to dissociate myself from more than anything. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Masculine for me, I feel like is just like more of like an idea of being who you are as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find it scary, I guess. It's weird because I feel like when you think of masculinity, you think of strength and power, but I almost think the opposite. I think of this sense of na- uh, nativity. Is that a correct word? Like uh, naiveness na- um, yeah. of like, you think you know everything you think you have all the answers and you really don't know shit you know like have you ever been in conversation with someone who they they act like they're they know shit like say um they're like oh my god this dancer da 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 and then they don't realize you were a dancer so they're like oh yeah i know them yeah yeah that's actually my really good friend and and then they feel stupid like i feel like that's masculinity Mm. where they just instead of asking for directions they want they want to know i got it da da and um i guess i'm looking at all the bad qualities of masculinity i'm not trying to sit here and shit on masculinity but i no, but i feel the same which is i think essential to us defining masculinity right. like i don't i don't see masculinity as patience or kindness no. or whatever like again like you said i'm like how you said you were attracted to masculinity so there's that dichotomy i would uh-huh. agree like that same thing that i'm like dogging on like that power that strength that like force i'm like yeah. yes but <laughs> Dirty fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, masculinity is very... Um, I, I agree. I, I struggle with it, too, because I think for probably both of us being gay, we've always been questioned how masculine we are, and mm. that was, like, a talking point as far as, like, how to attack our character. It was, like, mm. you sissy boy, you faggot, or whatever. Yeah. And at a young age, you have to battle with that and, like, really look at how am I masculine or how am I portrayed as masculine. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like, um, how is it that you portray masculinity? Or, like, do you think that you put it on as, like, a hat or an act or do you just naturally have masculinity? I don't know. I don't know how I exhibit masculinity. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do that would be deemed more masculine than feminine. Mm-hmm. Um like when I think about getting ready, okay, like in comparison of me and you, I think when I get ready, I'm way more feminine than you are. For sure. Um, like I have this whole like routine and I put more thought into like products or like, you know, making sure that something makes me feel good in terms of like clothes or whatever. You're mm-hmm. just like, I'm comfortable and like, I just needed a little lotion on my knees today. Right. Um, so, but I don't, I can't think of like, um, reoccurring things or traits about me that would deem me to be more masculine. Mm. I, if I were to look at you as a friend, I don't think you're that masculine, but no. not in a negative sense. No, no, not at yeah. all. But I think you also bought into the idea of like pushing away from that, like yeah. kind of wanting to explore what wasn't. Explore and exploit correct. everything that was different. Yeah. Like. I started, I still do things that make me very uncomfortable because they're not masculine, mm-hmm. but now I've come to almost like crave that exploitation or surprise factor mm-hmm. of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually really fucking comfortable in super short shorts, but I also know that it gets a reaction out of people and I like that too. Sure. You know? Um, but I wouldn't again, like, I talked about this before in code switching. Like I wouldn't do something that was so out of my element that it felt unnatural while right, I was like, doing it. Like as if it was a costume. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like short shorts, I guess you could say are a costume, but I feel comfortable in those. I mm-hmm. feel like natural in those. Um, but I don't know that I would be comfortable in like a skirt. Right. That to me would be putting on a costume just to exploit other people's reactions. Right. You know? Right. Um, 
yeah, I I don't think that I have reoccurring masculine traits. Mm. If I were to look at myself, I feel like I would be considered masculine. Yeah. But not masculine. I don't know. It's weird because I don't think that you would... Hearing my voice and the way I look, I don't think masculine would be the first <laughs> descriptive word that you, you would think. You dress pretty, like... I don't think you dress... I think you dress more masculinely than you do feminine. I would agree with that too. But also like, I feel like when people know me or get to know me, they they consider me pretty masculine because I feel like I'm really good with my hands. I'm pretty active. I like to do sporty type activities. Like I'm not about to go watch sports. Like fuck no, I'd rather go to a Dodger game to get like a hot dog. Yeah. Then to Same. like see them hit the bat with the touchdown and balls and stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was weird because I feel like I, I had this journey of like wanting to be masculine so bad as a kid because that wasn't apparent just by the way I sounded and mm. how I carried myself as a kid that I tried to really act masculine. And then once I became gay, I kind of like, was like, no, let me accept this feminine side of me. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then yeah. now that I'm like into my own st- stream, I feel like now that I'm like masculine again, quote unquote, I feel like it is more what I identify with. Cause you know, I like to skateboard. I like, and again, these are all just like very surface level yeah. I- ideas of what, ma- like this isn't really masculine, but I feel like society, society wise, this is how masculine is seen. Like For I like sure. to snowboard, I like extreme sports. I like to do active stuff that I feel like, and this is general, a lot of gay people probably wouldn't be into. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause usually when I do these things, it's with my straight friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've had this like second phase of like accepting that I'm, masculine but yeah i don't know it's weird but also feminine yeah um how do you feel like let's explain how masculinity is like a social construct so when i ask when i say that what do you what comes to mind uh this last episode of queer eye that i just watched okay have you watched this season i watched the first two episodes okay so this doesn't give anything away but this the guy in the finale of season four um, I love my Netflix references. Um, <laughs> he is a straight up like dairy farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and through all of it, I cannot count how many times he said, I've never had a gay guy in my house, let alone five. Or I never thought I would get along with a gay guy, let alone five. Like he felt the need to so continuously... Uh, backtrack on all of his like compliments to what was happening so he was like i look great i feel great i'm so excited about my house can't believe five five gay guys did it like i've never had gay guys in my and it's like we got it the first time that you said it you know that to me is a social construct there's something that he grew up with in knowing that being gay was wrong that he felt the need to in front of groups of his family and friends remind them like but i'm not gay Mm -hmm. i've never had gay people in my Mm -hmm. house i've never associated Mm -hmm. with gay people that to me is the social construct of Mm -hmm. it where like you can be masculine and be friends with gay people right that those two have no direct correlation or the only time that they would is when you are gay and you're trying to distance yourself right in order to keep that masculine side to keep yourself in the closet right you know because i feel like it's almost that fear of like anything that's feminine would be deemed as weak or like mm-hmm. that's not me yeah. yeah um but that goes back to what i was saying earlier with the naiveness of being like what i feel like masculine qualities have where it's like it doesn't feel progressive and it doesn't feel like um forward 
thinking to me. It just feels very barbaric and like, yeah, almost like just so black and white where it's like, well, I can't have that and then have the other. It's either one or the other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you, you, you can't, you can have have all of it. Yeah. Um, but I think for sure masculinity is like such a social construct, even like with like gender reveal parties. Right. Like you read that? No. The girl who literally started gender reveal parties. Uh Uh-uh has a gender fluid child the one who she had the first gender reveal party for and she's like i regret ever having that party sure 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 sure. like she wrote a whole thing she's like i think it's so stupid it is and like what are you celebrating because you're celebrating what you think this person is going Mm -hmm. to be and she's like look i celebrated the gender of my child and now that gender doesn't even that child doesn't even identify with that gender right right she's like there's no point in doing that but I thought that's why you were bringing that up. Well, no, I didn't even know that. But the thing is, is that, like, um, with gender reveal parties, it's silly because, um, um, like, we put, like, like kids, kids' toys or just, like, the color blue and mm-hmm. pink. Like, pink is so girly and blue is, like, for a boy. It doesn't make any sense to me because... It's just a color, yeah. but that goes for even like the way we use colors, right? Like mm-hmm. fingernail polish, that's feminine when really it's yeah. not, it's just a color. I saw, I'm sorry if you brought up nail polish. There was this kid, he was so fucking cute. Um, he must've been like 10, mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11. I don't know. I don't know those ages. Um, and he was with his older brother and they were flying by themselves. So we like had to take care of them the whole flight. Mm-hmm. And they were just so, like, well-spoken, well-behaved young boys. And I realized later in the flight that the younger one's nails were painted. And I was like, oh. And at first I thought it was maybe just one or whatever. And then we got, I walked them up to the gate agent after the flight. And we were talking and he was just, like, so outgoing and outspoken. And we got up and I realized all ten of them were painted. And they were painted long enough to all be chipped, which is why I thought only one was painted. And I was like, in my head... Not to not to reinforce like that being gay is okay, but that self expression is okay. I looked in and I was like, "Hey, cool nail color." Mm-hmm. And then I walked it like that was it. That was the end of our. But interaction. it has to be that nonchalant, yeah. So that it doesn't feel like it's more but, than it is. But I can see that even in that split second, he thought about what I said Com- completely. Where he thought for a second, like I don't know if he was making fun of me, right? And that's why I left it nonchalant. I didn't want to make it right. a big thing because socially, clearly, that's like unacceptable, which is yeah. what makes him feel like he needs uh-huh. to go down that mental path of like, wait, what, what is this context? What is this yeah. hidden, hidden thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's crazy. Cause I, I feel like as much as like masculine is a social construct, I, I don't, I don't feel like it's a positive thing because realistically it's like putting all this pressure of like how people should be when we're more than black and white. But I think the issue is not that it, that things are deemed masculine or are deemed feminine. I think it's that, like what you're saying socially we literally construct these things to be good or bad mm-hmm. it's good to be masculine as a guy and mm-hmm. it's good to be feminine as a woman and it's bad to be either of those if right. you're not right it's i think and this is like where before we started recording i had told you i don't know if we have different i feel like i had an unpopular opinion in thinking i like that things are masculine and i like that things are feminine but that's not because I want to label people or things necessarily, but we've talked before about how I've always kind of been drawn towards a masculine energy. Right. And I, I embrace that part of it. It's just that 
like you're saying, we put a negative or positive connotation on that, mm-hmm. depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we kind of fumble the ball a little bit. Right. Like your importance is Look based at off sports of- reference. <laughs> <laughs> you're still masculine. I know. Mask you- for mask. Butch queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a butch blouse. <laughs> butch blouse, yeah. <laughs> a masculine top. A blouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that there's, there's that funness that you can play when you're okay with moving between both lanes, like masculine yeah. and feminine. Like, I yeah. think it kind of opens the world to be like, wait, is this something that I actually like or I'm, like, told uh-huh. not to like or, like, you know? Yeah. Um, Which so many guys now are doing things like getting manis and petties exactly. and taking care of themselves. But it's, like, so stupid because they have to, like, now make it a make point it a, to say that yes. I'm different, you know? Like, how, what was it, metrosexual oh. or whatever? Oh, no, yeah. not that I'm different, but I mean, like, it's, like, apparent, like, no, that's cool, dude. Like, totally. Bro, yeah, no, that's, no, like, what, what I thought you yeah. were going to say is when guys get things like that done now they're going to places that are catering towards making these things feel more masculine even though they're <laughs> the same fucking thing right. like like barbershops now and stuff yeah are like more like serving old they're more like salons like we're like literal yeah. salons but for men yeah and it's like that's where like it's funny how men have to transition into spaces like that because they couldn't just go to a salon uh-huh. and feel completely fine when really it's the same context but like the the surface level context clues yeah. are different or like catered to men right yeah. where it's like girl get over it like gr- <laughs> grooming for men has to be manscaping yeah it's like why can't it just or, be groomed like like what? literally you have to spotlight everything that is feminine to a masculine to tone, make it a you know masculine I mean? yeah like floss for men <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what does it literally. what does it change it's like it's not mint flavor it's like forest forest winter uh-huh. hunt yeah <laughs> like tastes like deer blood you're like yeah this is what fucking men floss their teeth or like baby deer deer blood or like men sunscreen it's like what there's men's version of everything everything it's like bitch how insecure of masculinity you have to be that you didn't use sunscreen until it was for men Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like girl yeah and i say girl like girl (laughs) get your shit together girl (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's so stupid um so with the pressure of like that social construct, because realistically it is a social construct, mm-hmm. um, w- how does that play out in toxic masculinity? I think that people feel the need to go to such an extent of proving that they are not one thing for no other reason than I think fear. Sure of being perceived as something that you're not. I always bring it back to power. Like, honestly, I feel like men scare are scared of looking weak. Yeah. It's always like, I think that is a man's main motive when it comes to social interaction. hundred percent. Because like when you're, when, and it goes back to, I feel like honestly it goes back to like hunter and gatherer times where a man, like that's, what's drawn to a woman, to a man is like how they can provide for a family, how they can like kill an animal, how they can like literally survive off the land. And it all comes from power. And I feel like that translates to the modern world where men have to be seen as powerful. And when they're not, or that is questioned, they freak out. Mm -hmm. And it's like power in the sense of like making decisions, always having to be right, always like needing to have the answer. And so then that sometimes gets so 
um, stressful for a man. But of course, men can't be seen as weak because then that's emotional and that's very feminine, which is a woman's quality. They get bogged down yeah. and then now it becomes toxic, yeah. which is the whole idea of toxic masculinity where you need sunscreen for men because your bitch ass can't fucking get just normal sunscreen. Just, yeah. You need deer blood floss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just like annoying because it's not necessary. And when you actually sit there and think about why you care, you realize you don't fucking care. The only right. thing that you care about is people's opinion. But really, are they paying your bills? No. So you put, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be paying them bitches no mind. Any mind. It makes no sense. Yeah. It literally no, makes agree. no sense. And it's frustrating because that's what the... Before knowing that it was toxic masculinity, because even if that was a, a concept before, I don't think that it was mainstream by any means. No I way. never knew about it until yeah. recently. But I think that looking back, that's why I was scared of masculinity mm-hmm. growing up because Work it well. represented these ideas that I didn't ever relate to, that I didn't feel like I would ever relate to, you know, and now at 30, I don't really relate to. Yeah. Um, but knowing that I was going to be an outcast of sorts because I didn't relate to that. Right. And it's, that's hard to grasp as a child because you're so much coming into your own. Right. That like one concept that I love is, um, I don't remember where I read this, but it was something along the lines of gay people don't start growing up until they come out. For sure. And it's like... I've always said that. Yeah, but I had to, like, think about... I had to really think about that. And I thought... I technically came out at 18. That was kind of, like, my starting point. I didn't really come out, like, to where I was telling family and talking about it Mm -hmm. openly for another year or two. Mm -hmm. I'm almost 30, but in terms of actually finding myself and knowing myself, I'm only 10 years in. Right. Everybody else our age who is 30 has had 30 30 full years to come into their own. And... I think masculinity plays a lot into that because I was so worried about being what everybody else wanted me to be, which falls back into masculine and feminine, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, it's so crazy because now we do have labels for everything. Um, but I do think that at times or in topics like this, the, the labels help you say, Oh my God, that's what that was. Like I didn't know how to talk about it before, but it felt very toxic. It felt Mm -hmm. like something I didn't want in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, that I always kind of steered clear of. Mm -hmm. And like sports, my dad was a construction worker and he wanted me to come to work with him in summers. And I did everything in my, in my like realm of possibilities to not do that. Right. You know, because it just felt so masculine and like dirty and not fun to me. Um, But I think that I resisted it so much because it was everything I didn't want to be. Right. It wasn't just like, yeah, I could suck it up and do it for a summer. It was like, no, I have to like pretend to be straight around all these guys. And right. there's such like homophobic talk during, right. you know, or in, in like, fields like that. Like you didn't want to be outed as a fraud. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, or, and not even being outed, but it's like, that's so consuming as a mm-hmm. person to put on that facade for so long, you know, where you, I feel like it, it sort of causes me at least to become an introvert right. where I'm like, I'd rather just not talk than have to talk about shit I don't care about or lie about what I'm talking about. And honestly, like that for you was your experience. But I feel like a lot of men probably feel that way, even yeah, as a straight man. As a straight guy. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Um, it made me think of this, too, where I was I I always come back to this example of masculinity 
and this is how fucking rigid it is, right? Where I think, okay, if you're a straight man listening to this podcast right now, think about going out with another straight man and just hold his hand mm. in public. Literally that simple gesture. Hold his hand in public. It literally means nothing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean you're gay, right? It doesn't mean anything. It literally doesn't mean anything, but you're holding his hand. See how uncomfortable you'll feel and how awkward you'll feel when you hold his hand. As a gay man, I'm fine with it because if someone were to be like, oh, that's gay, I'm like, yeah, I am gay, (laughs) you know? But, like, I feel like that that internal – like, just walk down one street holding a guy's hand and see how uncomfortable you are. That's how toxic masculinity is. Oh, when you talk about that, I can feel it in my stomach. Literally feel it. Like that discomfort of walking down a street. Yes. Yes. Like I can feel what that feels and like. It's such not a even simple, doing it. simple gesture, literally simple gesture. And I feel like what happens is like when you're, when you're out late at night and like people are at bars and stuff, that's when straight men will put their arms oh. around guys and like act a little more like loving in that sense to their, to their but friends. But the only reason they do it is because alcohol can be the scapegoat. Uh huh. Do you know what I mean? But it's, Where it's also like, when they're the most toxic talk- as why? men. Think about when, you're walking past a straight bar as a gay guy and you know you're wearing something that just looks gay. My biggest fear is like, I don't just want to cross the street. I want to turn around and go whatever way they won't even know that I'm around. I don't have that fear. Oh, I do. I I feel like straight men, above all people, are so unpredictable when they're straight because they... You mean they drunk, can... not straight. Oh, sorry. Drunk, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight men because when they're they, drunk are in, yeah. unpredictable. They can saying. get super, like, uh, feminine with one another and, like, yeah. put an arm around each other, whatever. But I feel like they can also go the complete opposite and get super violent right. when they're drunk out of whatever that toxic but masculinity that's, that's is that's the thing. It's like, I feel like that's an internal struggle or fight that they have. Like, really, you walking around, say, in whatever you're wearing that right. triggers that. It really has no reflection on you. Uh-huh. That's something that they're like, why does that affect them? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like what they probably think is they see you, they sexualize it, mm-hmm. honestly. And I don't think they sexualize it in the sense of like, I want to fuck you, but in the sense of like, oh, wait, why is he in that? You know, that's yeah. not that. That's usually what a woman wears. Like, why am I confused? Uh-huh. And it's like, internally, they don't have that dialogue. So instead, they just act down anger because that's the right. one one fucking emotion that's acceptable for men to show is anger, right? Like you need to show anger and aggression to show that you're powerful. Yeah. And that's why it comes out that way. So I see why you're saying it's like scary, but I'm, I feel like I'm better than that. (laughs) But that's what I mean. It goes back to the naiveness of being masculine where you're so shut off to like your emotions because you have to be this type that you bought into to show that you're strong. And then now look at you, you're like beating up someone because they have shorts on shorts. But what's so wild is, like, other men in other countries that are way more conservative than than the U.S. do hold hands or, like, put their arms around each other. Mm -hmm. And that's how they just show affection. Right. Um, Which is so wild to me. It is. It's funny because, like, Brazil, for instance, is super, super um, homophobic. Uh. Like, people get murdered and no one cares, right? But it's weird because I feel like... As a culture, they're very homoerotic. Yeah, homoerotic. Like they do a lot of homoerotic type of behavior. Where I'm like, that's an American standard would be seen as gay if you were to do that. You know, like wearing speedos at Uh the beach and like kind of like, like you said, being more affectionate towards other men and blah blah. Mm -hmm. Which I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Like I wish America was more like that. But it's just crazy that that juxtaposition that you would think that they're more rigid with the rules like America is. Um, But yeah, it just makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, I almost, I personally, my idea of masculinity is that when you can be comfortable in your own skin and still support it without like being uncomfortable, I'm like, no, you, you get your masculinity. Yeah. Like I, I really think that that's like the power, like the level five masculine mm-hmm. person Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to level one, which is the one that will like get upset when he sees something outside of what his For scope sure. is. Yeah. Yeah. Toxic masculinity is shit. It's exhausting. It is exhausting, but I mean, I... It's exhausting for everybody around, I agree. I agree. But it's funny, because, like, I feel like um, I can be compassionate towards it. Even when someone's, like, attacking me, Mm -hmm. I can understand why they are that. Because I used to attack myself for being feminine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I get it. When someone's like, man, that's so fucking nasty. I'm like... I get why you say that. Yeah. I used to be there too. So I don't I don't fight it with anger or like I don't get afraid when they say I'm like yeah I'll say I almost said it but I will say it. I'm like yeah, girl. girl yeah I'm like girl I get it. Yes. <laughs> but it's true. Like I I get it. I've been there. Just as much as you have a pushback, luckily you didn't have to go through this journey because you naturally fit into what society tells you. Yeah. But for me, I had that idea where everything that I was shown was like this is not okay. This yeah. is not okay. This is not okay. And I've had that discussion with myself where I hated myself. Not I I would never say I hated myself, but I really hated that part. I would yeah. say that I hated that part of myself where I was like, fuck, why can't I just be normal? Yeah. Why can't I be masculine? And so I get that juxtaposition, that struggle. But then when I really started to let go of what I thought I should be and really just be who I was, then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am masculine. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not every masculine quality that you would say, yeah. like the way I speak or how I, who I hang out with or like how I carry myself in every situation. But for the most part, I'm like, yeah, if you look at quality wise, I'm pretty masculine yeah. and I'm not saying that I'm like cooler or more better than you because of that. But I'm just saying that's just who I am. Yeah. I get how hard that was for me to like come around to. So I get why you're so upset and so angry because I was angry when I was in the closet mm-hmm. not saying you're in the closet, but no, I was angry. When- <laughs> <laughs> I was angry when I didn't understand where yeah. these emotions are coming from, but at least I allowed myself the grace to think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's all I feel like we need to do is kind of give ourselves the grace to be like, wait, what am I holding on to that? I, tr- I truly fundamentally be- believe is important. Or I, I just was told fundamentally it's important. Yeah. Y'all. Cue Lizzo. Lizzo just came on <laughs> at this wedding. I was like, um, what's that dog from up? <laughs> Squirrel? Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzo? This this is a banger. Truth hurts. Yeah. Um, but continuing on. <laughs> um Let's talk about what masculinity looks like through different cultures. I know we touched base on what it looks like probably in like Latin America or like um Brazil. But Let's talk about where it's a little more relaxed. Um, for instance, when I look at my uh, other half, my K-pop friends, uh. the men in K-pop are so effing feminine. Mm. Like, so feminine. There's a group of... Oh, uh, we're going to have to talk about this later in uh, Fruit Facts, uh-huh. but um, there's a group... People were so, like, thrown off because there was a group of five... I think it was five or six females dressed up as a K-pop group and they all passed as men. Oh, they were posing as men? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, and literally looking at the photo, you're kind of like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were either. Like, mm-hmm. I would expect, you know what I mean? Like, especially with, um, I don't know the style of photos that are big in, like, Japan. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where the eyes are really yeah, big. Like and like It, it distorts pics. the face. Yeah, yeah. Distorts the face a little bit. And it, that's what the photos all looked like. So everybody's skin looks super airbrushed. Uh-huh. And... I feel like it's like face people back, of a- caricature. Yeah, like yeah, and like people of Asian descent already. I feel like don't 
typically have an overgrowth of facial hair and mm-hmm. things like that. So it was easily passable, but right. people were just so thrown that it was they were all female. Um, that's the most experience I have with K-pop. Well, because to me, like, for instance, like, one of the big groups that's kind of, like, circulating through the U.S. right now is BTS. Yeah. And I feel like when you look at them, they're all very thin. They're slender men. Uh-huh. They wear very um, gender-fluid-esque yeah. clothing. Um, they is ha- gender-fluid, like, the new androgynous? Uh, no. No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Yeah. But I guess I could see why you would put the two together. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I guess you could kind of make it synonymous. Um, but I see that like they have like face full of makeup. Mm. They're like full on like eye makeup with like, you know, eyeshadow yeah. on everything. Their hair is like super stylized and it's still seen as like super masculine yeah. in the Korean market but or the Asian about, market. Like, Kiss. Right. The rock band. Or like, Prince. Yeah. Yeah, or Full Elton John. Well, Elton John was well, gay. He's a big old fan. Yeah, but like, uh, what was his name? Michael. George Michael. Oh, yeah. Like, before he came out, too. Um, yeah. I feel like Billy Ray, Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus is kind of like feminine when it comes bit, to yeah. his, like, look. Uh, Brett Michael? No. Ugh, with the bandana? Is it? Is Brett Michael? Yeah, Brett the Michael. Rocker? Yeah, The Rocker. Yeah. Like, that whole glam rock thing. Yeah. Is very, um, yeah, very androgynous, very feminine. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury kind of capitalized on that as well. I mean, yeah. granted, a lot of these men were gay as well, but I, I feel like, again, you see how that's like synonymous with that, but then I feel like that's because society has been like, whatever's feminine is gay. Yeah, um, but the way that you said alcohol was the scapegoat for straight guys. Totally. Rock music. Uh huh. Which is so funny because we will rock you on right now. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Um, but yeah, well, we were talking about how it changes through culture, but it, it, it's weird because it's almost like the day to day, you're not allowed to do that. But when it's like for a show like Kiss, it's like a pseudo person. Mm. Prince is a pseudo act compared right. to who he is as a man. But regardless, like you're attracted to that idea of like that feminine, that femininity and that yeah. softness. Um, but yeah, I feel like in other cultures, especially Asian cultures, uh, looking more feminine is like I guess the norm. Mm. Maybe it's not the norm, but I feel like it's more acceptable, or it's more like seen as like oh they're Asian or even yeah. European too. Yeah. You know what is it that that joke? Gay or European? Gay or European? <laughs> yeah. yeah, from Legally Blonde the Musical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, European. I feel. See, but it's so weird because. Well, I guess we're speaking generally. Because I was thinking when I was in Barcelona, I, I had my like short shorts on, and this guy like approached me. And was like, why are you wearing those? And I was like, I love them. I, they're so comfortable and I think I look good in them. And he was like, then I love them too. And he hugged me. Aww. Literally just like gave me, and he was drunk. Um, but you see. <laughs> right. <laughs> the drunkness um, gives them courage to like approach yeah. us. Um, yeah, but I feel like in Europe, like Speedos are so common, like mm-hmm, you were saying, mm-hmm. like the skinny pants or just being well-dressed. Mm-hmm. Like, going back to the the dairy farmer from Queer Eye, right? When he goes to work, he's in these, like... He's not just in jeans. They're, like, the most ill-fitted jeans that he could have mm-hmm. bought at Walmart with, like, a super big ho- hoodie. Guys in Europe... And I'm talking straight guys. Like, guys in Europe are so well-dressed and put thought into their fashion because it's just culturally accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I wish that men here did that more I often. Agree. I'm fine with you being comfortable. I'm not asking you to like be in a three-piece suit every day. But just present yourself. But you're allowed to care about your appearance. Yeah. Like that's okay to do. And because of what we're talking about, because we've put this negative connotation to anything that's deemed feminine, people don't take the time. Yeah. Men, men, masculine men don't take the time to do that. And it's annoying because I feel like masculine men show up 30% of the time while women will have to put in 100% effort mm-hmm. to just be noticed. And mm-hmm. that's, like, not fair because, realistically, men are trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. literally, you're just a dick. Yeah. A legit dick. That, And yes. then once you have the sex, it's like, what else can you offer? And what you're offering me is trash. Trash. <laughs> trash. Yeah. Trash. Um, so I guess we'll just end with this. Where do you see masculinity going? Where is it headed? I I don't foresee masculinity ever disappearing out of mainstream culture, but I see it being much more fluid. Mm. Or I see it being much more acceptable to wake up one day and want want to be masculine and then to wake up the next day and be like, I want to be not so masculine today. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would still very much have a presence, a, <laughs> presence, a presence within society, but... I don't think that future generations would feel the need to stick to it the way that we have seen in the past. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. I feel like it, it is becoming more fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it's like the buzzword, but I think because like the whole idea of um, trans, uh, transsexuals uh, or not transsexuals, transgender. <laughs> transgender and like this idea that gender isn't so rigid. And uh-huh. I think, as younger generations grow up with this new idea, I guess not new idea, but new to pop culture, um, they're more exploring what what gender and identity means to them. And I feel like they're not buying into it. And there's this like pushback to it, Um, at least here in California is what I'm realizing. And I am here for it because I feel like if I knew that at a young age, that it was okay Uh to like explore that, I think I would be in a healthier mindset. Which is why Mario Lopez just got in so much trouble. Why? Are you familiar with this? No. He did an interview and he was basically saying he thinks it's, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not Uh quoting him. Basically said he doesn't understand and thinks it's a little crazy how any parent could support a three or four year old wanting to identify as a different gender Yeah, and supporting that and encouraging them to explore that. Right. Um, and a lot of people, I, I am not positive whether he was personally referencing Charlize Theron because she does have a gender mm-hmm. fluid child or if that's just what other people jump to because she's another celebrity. Right, like it's an easy yeah. um, person that people can mutually yeah. understand who is. Yeah, but he hosts Extra and he was like gone shortly after like oh, for wow. a few days, like just wasn't there and there wasn't really an explanation. But everybody knew, like it became this like trending story. Right. Um, but I can understand his mindset, right? No, I, think... I, I reading his statement before it became a thing, I was like, I understand why he says yeah. that, you know, what he meant, I think more long-term was like encouraging them to transition at such a young age. Um, like speaking on the transgender topic, right. because in his mind, I still think that he sees it very much as, well, what if they wake up in 10 years and decide they didn't they they wish they hadn't done that, right. you know? Which obviously could be very well the case, but I feel like in his mind, he probably hasn't come 
to a situation where he understood that mindset because well, I feel like it's very obvious for a young kid to feel uh-huh. like they're not in the gender that they are. But you know also I, mean? I think because it's such this growing topic of conversation, people think that being transgender and and um transition actually transitioning physically mm-hmm. is something someone just goes to the doctor and gets in like a day's right. worth of procedure as if it's just like people, I, I want this cough syrup or this yeah, medicine no yeah. like people go to therapy for years and have to be signed off by a therapist right. and doctors and right. they, it's not something that just happens mm-hmm. you know do you start taking hormones and stuff yeah eventually but like again it's such a long process that it's not it's not like they're going to, like, be a five-year-old transgender kid, physically speaking, mm-hmm. you know? Cut like, their dick off, and yeah, then you're, but, you're permanent, and, yeah. And aside from that, their bodies are still growing so much that it would be insane to do anything physically. Right. Any, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and it's, like, super monitored, so even if there was right. that idea that someone might switch and be like, wait, okay, maybe I'm confused because I'm young and I'm still trying to figure it out, uh-huh. there's that still that observation yeah. within that, yeah. yeah. But I think it's okay to still encourage and support people to... And this is now, like, not just speaking on transgendered kids, but I think it's okay to encourage anybody to explore something that might pique their interest, Mm -hmm. you know? To try and suppress that because of fear of perception, I think, is so selfish. Right. And I I feel like what's happening in the current workforce is that masculinity isn't seen as like the powerhouse anymore mm-hmm. um i think part of it is because like the me to movement and kind of how masculinity has been used as like this power of like forceful power rather than actual like positive leadership uh-huh. but i also think that like just the way naturally the workforce has been changing naturally masculinity is an equality that is seen as beneficial and i say that because like before a couple years back when like we had like um um conveyor lines and like textiles and you know automobile and and labor with your hands where men needed to do it because it was like physically demanding yeah that's when masculinity was like seen as like a great thing like coal miners and all the stuff where you're like you need to be a man because it's hard labor but then now machinery is like taking over and those jobs like the labor jobs like farmers and stuff aren't necessarily needed because there's job like the machines do it and now the interpersonal skills is what's important like because like the 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 workforce is more global so you have to understand how to deal with other people's and relationships and conflict resolution yeah which naturally lends itself to people who aren't as masculine not because it's not a masculine trait but Uh because feminine energies are more willing to be like let me understand rather than being like i'm right and so then now i feel like masculinity is feeling threatened Mm -hmm. because they're not needed anymore but let me just tie this up for you real quick that dairy farmer selling all of his cows because they're not bringing in money for him Mm -hmm. because everyone's swapping to alternative dairy now yeah um and he's looking more into things like events at his farm and like what and and uh more incomes like that right um and it's so funny because he now has to rely on pe- people like Queer Eye or those kinds of men who have this creative vision. Right, because he didn't to, tap into to that. To come yeah. in and, you know, he had this, like, huge dinner party that right. was, like, the finale, you know, scene for him. And you have to rely on these gay men to bring in, like, an outfit to where you look presentable mm-hmm. for all these people mm-hmm. who you're trying to impress. And you need, like, a designer with this creative brain right. to, like, s- display everything the way that you want it, you know? Right. Um so I do think that things are changing now, 
Which but, I think is a positive thing because yeah. I going f- being gay and realizing on my own journey that I'm not masculine. That was very hard for me. Mm-hmm. And so to realize now that masculinity isn't as rigid as I thought or was taught when I was young is really refreshing because then it makes me feel like I'm okay. Yeah. You know, and I think where it's currently going is positive. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might not be seen as positive for the people who buy into what they thought traditionally masculinity looked like so i get why that fear is there but but again masculinity is not going away it's not and it's a personal journey so if you feel masculine that that's all that matters Uh your perception is your own perception of yourself is what's important but i think the perception of what people think are gonna be thrown on them now that it's changing Mm -hmm. the fear of like the fear of their own identity being rattled right Mm -hmm. i don't think they're really scared that someone else might see them different but they're more scared that they might see themselves different because they For fall sure. into this idea of who they are. Yeah. And so you'll be all right, girl. <laughs> Don't stress. Don't stress, girl. <laughs> We're all born naked and the rest is dry. Exactly, bitch. Just wear a little wig. You're good. <laughs> Put a little lipstick Throw on, on a little pair of stilettes and a yeah, cute blouse. Pump your way out the house. Yeah. Let the wind <laughs> blow through your little way, your like wiry hair. You know, <laughs> let that dirt lift right out of those fingernails. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I need to wrap this episode up because this wedding music is like so distracting to me that I just, and we need to go downstairs. We need to crash this wedding. Great. We have 10 <laughs> minutes to get down there. Great, great. Um, so you go first for your in-season Okay, this well, week. it actually fits in perfectly with this entire episode. My current in-season is Netflix. preventative just care. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my my in-season is always Netflix. <laughs> but the specialty in-season is um, preventative care. And I mean like... Um, I realize as I've gotten older now, I really enjoy like having tanned skin, but actually wearing like sunblock and taking care of my skin now because I feel like things like skin cancer are becoming so much more prominent, especially with like global warming because everything's more intense. Um, And oh, uh, I want to like look into teeth whitening because I my teeth are fine right now, but I just feel like. I can already see a difference in the past like five years or so. And I Mm -hmm. feel like another five years from now, I'm just really not going to like things. Um, I've also noticed I have awful posture and I can feel it in my back so much more now. It's like I turned 30 and my whole body is just falling apart. It's true. Um, But I want to like actually see doctors about like what I need to do for better posture, you know? And um, have you seen that like skin, like where they test people's like face skin on like a blue light scanner Mm. and it shows you all like the dirt and like scarring and and whatnot Mm -hmm. that you have. Like I want to do something like that where someone can be like, this is kind of where your skin is sitting right now. And this is what you should start doing to take better care of it. Um, I feel like you're going above and beyond. Yeah. Like as a dancer, you know, what good posture is. You don't need to go see a doctor for that. Uh, yes and no. (laughs) And then with your skin, like just wear sunblock and moisturize. No, I want to do more. Oh, no, I, I always, you know me in skincare, I'm like, yes, I yeah. support it. I also kind of want to look into Botox a little bit. All right. I don't want it right now. Like, I, I'm still not there, but I just want to educate myself on it. I think I've I've put a negative spin on it It's because just, people it's, go so overboard with it. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like Botox has advanced to the point where, like, it doesn't 
freeze your face to the point of like yeah looking crazy yeah um I like the the idea of aging. Like, I think good yeah. skincare is a thing. Like, I'm not saying I'm not gonna age, I'm not gonna do good skincare because I just want to age. I'm not saying that, but I I think aging is good. Like, I, I don't agree. think I'd want to get both. I know people are always like, "Why do you shave your head?" And I'm like, "Well, because my hairline's receding, but I'm not trying to hang on to like my youth. So yeah. let me just get rid of it because I feel like I want to look good at the age that I'm at. For sure. And I feel like Botox would hinder that. Just yeah. take care of your skin. I re- I think you'd realize like. It's not, you're mm-hmm. fine. Your skin is where it should be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just different if you don't take care of it and you're like tanning all the time. That's yeah. when it starts getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I support that in season. Thanks. Yeah, I've been like a pill popping princess <laughs> because of it. I've been taking fiber pills, all this shit. <laughs> Keep me regular, healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Clean her out. Was there any other prep that you wanted to do? Uh, Those are like the three big ones on my list mm-hmm. right now. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Um, my end season for this week is so stupid, but I didn't know that it was something I needed in my life. Was a hydro flask. Um, oh, I know it's so stupid, but my company gave us money for credit to the store, and I never find shit on that fucking website because if it says anything of my company, yeah. I'm like, I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I would never rock it. Like, I don't even wear shit from like Disney. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't. Like, I, this is not me. But um. I was like, oh, a Hydro Flask. I'll use that. Like, whatever. And it says the company logo. It has the company logo on it. But I was like, oh, I'll put a sticker over it, whatever. But I didn't. And I love it. Mm. Like, I'm trying to be more conscious about plastic because I feel like For that's sure. a trend. Um, and I feel like it's been helpful. Yeah. Um, and I think I've been hydrating myself a little bit more because I carry it around on the reg now. And it's nice because I like on the plane, we drink a ton of water because yeah. it's like, a desert air and desert up there. But during the day I realize I'm not really drinking a lot of water. And when I'm, when I'm fully hydrated, I feel like I'm less hungry. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of benefiting me all the way around. I feel like my one issue, cause I have one like stainless steel bottle. It's not a hydro. That's like a brand, right? Hydro is yeah. a brand. Yeah. So this is, it's not, and they didn't sponsor this episode, but they can, <laughs> they can jump on me. it. Yeah, right. We should tag hydro flask. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, I hate how heavy they start out, let alone when they're filled with water. And I think that comes from me being in a city where I'm walking with everything. Right. I'm never just like, I'll put it in my cup holder and drive an hour. It's like, I'm going to hold it for an hour. Um, they're not really that, that heavy, though. I mean, in comparison to like when that's empty versus when like this plastic bottle is empty. But I reuse the shit out of these. Like, to right, the point where this probably is not healthy for me. Because... Someone told me the number is like how many times you're supposed to reuse it. It says one. So I'm on like 45. Which is stupid because <laughs> plastic is like will last you thousands of years. So why is it just one time Because eventually use? what they say is like it'll start breaking down where the liquid is. When at is. 500 years? No, no, no. Like the, <laughs> the chemicals on the inside right. will start breaking down and you're ingesting that. But like saving the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really do reuse it plastic bottles so, so you're still doing your part too thanks and i recycle when i'm done with them i oh i was standing at the airport this morning waiting to get on the plane and there were uh, recycling in new york is sometimes very difficult like you're you'll walk 10 blocks and not find one recycle bin fine throw away your fucking shit i'd rather you throw it away than it sit on the street there were two giant bins right next to each other same size opening one clearly said recycle around the whole top. The other said trash. 
This fucker threw an empty water bottle into the trash one, and I... <laughs> I just blank face stared at his ass. He... No mind. No mind at all. Like, didn't pay attention mm-hmm. in the least bit, and that drove me wild. He's also in his 50s, so, like, you're dying soon. I... True. Well, let's let our listeners go. <laughs> yeah! Thanks for we'll, listening. We'll talk about the recycling <laughs> after the episode. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but as always, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, please screenshot us and tag us um, on your Instagram story. We'll reload your post. And then reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> Love that for us and you guys. And um, as always, you can reach out to us and follow us on Instagram at fruitsnackspod. You can email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next week on Fruit Snacks. Bye. All right, guys. So this week on Fruit Facts, where we go through and fact check the episode, we just have three fruit facts for you today. The first one comes from People.com, and it's about the first ever gender reveal party. The woman that co-created, or who says she created the gender reveal party is a lady by the name of Jenna Jenna Myers Carvanitas. And she is a mother of three who claims to have invented the gender reveal party. Um, because she was the first to write it in a blog that kind of sparked the gender reveal movement. And she's saying that looking back on the trend through a new lens over a decade, who cares about what the gender's baby, what gender the baby is? I did at the time because we didn't live in 2019 and didn't know what we know now. Assigning focus on gender at birth leaves out so much of a child's potential and talents that have nothing to do with what's between his or her legs. So that's just in quote of what we were saying earlier about how pink and blue really has nothing to do with the baby. But for whatever reason, it's to show that the baby is either a boy or a girl. And a Twitter user wrote um, after reading the the post that Jenna wrote about her gender reveal party is that sharing this is not a dunk, but as a genuinely happy revelation that this person realized that we aren't served by living in a world with rigid with rigid gender expectations for children, acknowledged her misstep in subsequent learning, and embraced her kids' self-expression. So it's just going further into saying that... Um, trying to decide a baby's gender based off of masculine and femininity at a very young age seems a little bit problematic now that we are in 2019 going forward about pink and blue i mentioned about pink being a girl color and blue being a boy color but that wasn't always the case and that is true because according to cnn and you can google it as cnn health um the color that is pink is overwhelmingly associated with delicacy and femininity but that however is a recent development because if you go back to the 18th century little boys and little girls of the upper classes both wore pink and blue and other colors uniformly but um in fact pink was even considered to be a masculine color in old catalogs and books pink was the color for little boys um a said by Latrice Eisman, who is a color expert expert and executive director of the Pantone Color Institute. It was related to the mother color of red, since since pink is a shade of red, which was ardent and passionate and more active and more aggressive. Even though you reduce the shade level, it was a color that was associated with boys because red was the dominant color of force and power and pink just being the lighter color of red, just like showing that a man is red and a little boy would be pink. And then lastly, we talked about this um, Asian group. We thought it was a K-pop group, but in fact, it is a Chinese all-girl boy band. So stick with me here. But the the uh, group is called A-Crush, and it's a five-member all-girl Chinese boy band, which is made of five girls who are mostly in their early 20s, one of them being the youngest, who is 18. And according to the band manager, Zhao, the group avoids using he or she terms, instead using the gender-free term, um, which... 
I'm assuming is Chinese and it's written as Mi Shen Noin, which meaning which means handsome youth in Chinese. Even the A in the group's name is mainly it stands for Adonius, which is the Greek god of male beauty. Most of the band's fans are predominantly female, with many of the um, fans calling the boy band's husband, which is a term usually used to, to refer famous male ce- celebrities they have crushes on. So even though these women are women, they are posing as men, and we did look up a ton of photos of the boy band. And again, the boy band is called A Crush. We recommend you actually looking at the picture because they all look very masculine as far as what masculine pop stars look like they do look like women in american standards but it's very it's it's interesting insight to look at but um that's pretty much it for fruit facts this week and as always thank you guys so much for tuning in